Hey, good evening, friends. Skip here. 7.40 p.m. on a Friday night. I don't get to say good evening very often, do I? Uh, There's a reason I am giving a podcast in the evening, and that is I have an incredibly busy weekend ahead of me, and I'm not sure I'm going to have time. Uh... So bear with me, it's a whole different world I live in, in the evening. Uh, You're going to hear the wind blow through the windows. Uh, You're going to hear me struggling with my allergies because the wind is blowing through the windows. You might hear my dog bark. Uh, I live in a town where there's a train that comes through, so you may hear a, a train whistle. You may hear kids in the background you may even hear a lawnmower going. Uh, it's 80 degrees today. And, uh, you know, spring just kind of arrived on us today. Uh, so this weekend, uh, my nephew gets married. Uh, I have my last full schedule of homework to do. Uh, if you listen to the podcast regularly, you know that I am finishing a college degree that I've been working on for quite a while. Uh, it's just an incredibly full weekend. You got to go to the grocery store, got to clean the house, got to do laundry, you know, all that stuff uh, that we have to do as human beings. Uh, There's a famous Taoist saying that says, uh, before enlightenment, chopping wood, carrying water, after enlightenment, chopping wood, carrying water. Now I'm not claiming to be enlightened, but I am claiming that uh, life, life doesn't change, folks. Uh, you may be the most spiritually in tune person in the world, and you still got to go to the grocery store. So I wanted to offer you this. I've got some quiet time in the house, uh, so let's hope we can get through this without the phone ringing or the dog barking, etc. I want to talk about what it's like to live out of a spiritual center. Now, I don't want to use the word goal. I, I, I'm always cautious. And maybe, you've, maybe I've slipped and talked about achieving things in these podcasts. Please remember, when you listen to these podcasts, folks, I'm just a guy on a journey. Uh, so bear with me. Uh, but I never want to talk about, I never want to talk about uh, achieving or uh, having a goal orientation to the spiritual life. Because there's no, there's no goal. I mean, there, you have everything you need. And, and the, the quest, if I can use that word, the journey is about uncovering that. It's about stripping away the layers of the false self and stripping away the layers of the false reality that we've created to live in and becoming... Uh, that being which is you. And that's what I want to talk about tonight. That being which is you. That ever-evolving being. So the first thing we have to remember, and I'm always going to mention this in some way or another, is that that being that we authentically are is buried. It's buried under years of egocentric learning. It's buried under years of of being told who we are by the people around us in the world. Uh, 
I could only witness to myself. Uh, when I was younger, I was, you know, encouraged to be a, a roughneck kind of guy. That was my dad. My dad wanted a rough kind of boy boy, you know, a fighter. And I tried to live that out. Um, my mother wanted someone she could be codependent with. I tried to live that out. Got involved in drugs and alcohol. Tried to live that out. Um, got involved in, in a relationship. Uh, invested my whole being with this other person. Uh, that didn't work out. Uh, you know, I was managers at warehouses. I was custodians at, at buildings. I have done a lot of things, folks. <laughs> my life, minus the famous people, is probably pretty, pretty Forrest Gumpish. Uh, became a pastor. Uh, that didn't work out. I, I've done many things, folks. I've done many things. And when I say it didn't work out, it, what, it, what I mean by that is I kept trying to discover who I really was through all these avenues. And where it led me was to the epiphanal moment about five years ago, as I have said before, where I finally realized that there is nothing external that will show me who I am. I can never be in good enough shape. I can never have a good enough job. I can never have a good enough title. Uh, there can never be enough education to ever validate or show me my authenticity. That is an inward, singular, personal journey each one of us has to go on. There is no theology. There is no understanding of a transcendent God uh, that can be taught to me, uh, that will lead me to who I truly am. I have to experience these things myself I have to imbue the lessons from them. I have to consciously understand how to change. And I have to move into that, to whatever degree I understand, into that revelation. Uh, that all happens inside. There's nothing external that's going to give me the peace, the hope, the serenity that I need. There's no synagogue, church, temple, self-help group, other person. There's no chemical. Uh, there's no uh, THC or amphetamine or cocaine or LSD. None of it, folks, uh, is going to show you who you really are. So my journey to discover myself has been lifelong. And Yours has too, is my guess. And yesterday, I just had this urge to pick up a book that I read many years ago called The Infinite Way by a guy named Joel Goldsmith. Joel, J-O-E-L, Goldsmith. And um, I've got the book on audio and... I'm listening to it, and I'm, I'm remembering my journey. And, and these things that I read 20 years ago that, that seem to make perfect sense then make even more sense now. Highly recommend the book. I'm not here to sell the book. <laughs> but 
What I want to say is this, is that what you're going through, folks, the reason you're listening to this podcast is because there's an unfolding going on in your life. There's a, a revelation. There's an uncovering of your true and authentic self. And maybe you, like me, maybe you've tried all this other stuff. Maybe you've tried uh, finding it physically or finding it religiously or finding it politically. Uh, maybe you have done every sort of self-improvement. Maybe you have found some degree of peace. And that's okay, you hear the birds singing. Uh, but my guess is, because it's true of every human being I've ever met, is that you still hunger for something. And I identified that about five years ago, that my continued hunger was for myself, my own authenticity. And so I'm listening to this book, for the past couple of days, and it's brought back a lot of good memories. A very important mentor gave me uh, the writings of Joel Goldsmith to read. Uh, she's been gone now 22 years. Uh, I miss her a lot. Uh, she taught me, uh, she, she really gave me the training wheels for the spiritual journey. But, you know, uh, lots of mistakes between the first time I picked up that book and yesterday. <laughs> Lots of ego that had to be purged, lots of lessons that had to be learned, lots of, of things that I did that I thought were spiritual, that were actually egocentric, that were actually a part of the false reality. Uh, that's the journey we're on, folks. This is not an achieve. We don't achieve something. Uh, we become who we really are. And that takes a journey. And I'm not done with the journey yet. I, I will make mistakes and learn from them. We all will. But I have come far enough in the journey, I think, now where I can say this. That there is, my friends, a deep peace that waits for you. That waits for you at the core of your own being. And you may not know it. You may not feel it. And the reason... The reason we struggle so with that is because there's still lots of false self in the way of it. All the fear, all the angst, all the disappointment, uh, all the pain, all the hurt we've caused, all the hurt we've endured, that's all from the ego. It's from our ego, it's from other people's ego, it's from the collective ego called society, called our family, called the world. So... This may sound naive, and you may not even, you may not even get it right now, but I, I, I pray that you continue on the journey. Because there is a, a sense of belonging to everything that lies at the core of this journey. What I yearned for all those years ago, through all of that trial and tribulation, through all of the mistakes, through... 20 years, my friends, 20 years as a professional religious person, deeply dissatisfied, deeply pained, deeply hurt. Uh, what I yearned for was just a sense of self. And that's really what waits for you. That when I say you're looking for your authentic self, 
I mean that. That it is about realizing that you are an important, valued part of reality. That you matter, and you should matter, and you do matter to yourself. You may not know it. Uh, you may not look at it externally. You may not, you may not realize it, but that sense of surrender, that sense of non-attachment to the, to the falsities of this world is everything. It's everything, folks. But what we can't do is assume that through some, some honing of the self, some perfecting that needs to go on, uh, that we're going to find it. You know, when I was a religious professional, uh, the denomination I was in had this sort of on-to-perfection notion, right? Well, that idea of attaining, that idea of going somewhere, that idea of, of achieving enlightenment or heaven or salvation, it's all false. I'm <laughs> sorry. It's all false, folks. It, it, there's... It's the same energy as rooting for your football team or your tennis player or the person on the game show. This is not about rooting or winning or, or someone else losing or you having something someone else doesn't. It's a freedom. It's a freedom to not be attached to that way of thinking. And here's the miracle for me, that when you're not attached to that that I'm better than them, or they're better than me, or I'm too fat, or I'm too skinny, I'm too tall, I'm too short. When you can dislodge yourself from that nonsense, from that falsity, you find that you are a part of everything. A part of God, a part of this world, a part of those around you. But it takes a while to get there, folks. I mean, it, there's that language again, sorry. It takes a while to uncover that. Let me say it that way. It takes a while to get through the layers. And it takes work, my friends, to get through the layer after layer after layer of false self. You know, for, for a long time, I believed that every place I worked, I had to be the boss, right? And I made that happen. Uh, I believe that uh, God wanted me to be ordained, and I made that happen. Uh, I believe that, that um, you know, I should look a certain way, and there were times in my life when I made that happen. And what I discovered, folks, is that it's that I'm making it that doesn't work. <laughs> it's the force of, of ego, that will of ego that doesn't work. Yeah, you can decide what to be and then go be it, and that's fine. But you can't attach yourself to that. You can be an enlightened garbage man, garbage person, and a very unenlightened pope or religious figure. Because those things are of the world. And I didn't realize what real detachment meant until about five years ago when, when I about lost everything. Um, I certainly walked away from, from 20 years of career. And I realized 
that this everything, I'm using air quotes, is not anything. That the title, the status, the, 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 the positions in the hierarchy of whatever, a church, a company, you know, <laughs> that's all stuff the world made. Now, you can be those things, there's no question, but you can't attach yourself to them because they're just going to pump your ego up. Uh, let me end with this. One of my prayers a long time ago, and, and um, I caution you to put energy behind this thought. Maybe I shouldn't share it, but I'm going to. Was that my ego, I, I learned a long time ago, it was my ego that was interfering. I didn't know how deep that was. And my prayer was this to the universe, to rid me of enough ego to see. And I will tell you, <laughs> it has been a painful journey. So what I hope for you is this. I hope for you, you. I hope for you, the authentic self, the real self. I hope for you, the realization that you are not these titles, these things, but that you are something singular and special in all the cosmos. And when you live out of that place, and I pray you get there, you're going to find that things look much different from the other side of the veil. I can't say I live there completely yet, folks, but to quote King, I've been to the mountaintop. I've seen the other side of the veil enough to know I've lived there enough to know at this point that there is something extraordinary waiting for us if we're willing to go on the very difficult journey, the very narrow path to scrape away, to work on all the parts of us that have been programmed incorrectly and come into love, kindness, and generosity. My friends, let me end with this. The real side of the veil, the real side of reality is not what we live in. It's a perception. What we live in is a projection of our ego. When we can live without that, we discover truth. You hear that motorcycle in the background? I hope that guy's going to be all right. <laughs> Take care, my friends. Thank you for listening. It's 8 p.m., uh, I hope that you have a great night. Uh, keep listening. Keep sharing the podcast. I'm, I'm feeling inspired. I'm feeling energized. Um, and I thank you for listening. We'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.